0: This is a trigger warning that the following podcast talks about eating disorders. If this affects you, please see the show notes for resources. You should
1: celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a
2: budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: Hi, it is with Ali. Welcome back. I'm going to go straight into it and just say what I'm proud of myself for this week. It actually happened today as i'm recording this episode so i just have to share i thought of the funny oh i shouldn't say like i mean it is to me it is funny i thought of my like catchphrase for this podcast because you know how it's called eat with Ally. i made the catchphrase wait for it if you haven't already seen it in the like the subtitle of this episode but eating without the disorder true how clever i mean i thought it was really clever just because, you know, I'm trying to say that we're eating with Ali, but why? And and what does that have to do with absolutely anything, eating with Ally well, Because we're eating without the disorder. And my podcast is about eating disorders. Oh my God, it's so funny. <laughs> uh, I had a laugh about it. Okay, I hope I hope you find it inspirational. And also, like, it's true. We're eating without the disorder. So yes, that is my new catchphrase. I love it. Go get it on a t-shirt or something. Or maybe I'll make t-shirts. Wouldn't that be cool? Okay, that's it. It's set official plans to have t-shirts that says eating without the disorder with, you know, it can have a big photo of my face in the middle. Okay. Yes, I know that talking about eating disorders is scary, but let's all do it together. How fun. I'll make pillowcases as well. I'll make mugs that you can bring to work or just drink on your daily because we all love coffee, ETC. Mm, What else could I put it on? Pillows would be fun. Just sleep happy dreams knowing that you're going to eat without the disorder. Um, oh my gosh, I'll make phone cases all with just my head smack bang in the middle with eating without the disorder written on it. Nah, I don't know. But I'll think of something and future plans set here. You heard it here first. Anyways, the other little bit that I'm just really proud of for myself is I've been extremely, extremely exhausted. So even though I'm seconds away from passing out of tiredness and I'm, ah! oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I almost dropped my laptop. See, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Wow. I mean, I did drop my laptop, but I actually caught it and it slid off my pillow. So there you go. I probably shouldn't be lying in bed when I'm so tired recording this, but there you go. Exactly the point I'm trying to make. I'm extremely tired. Not Not able to concentrate as well as I would hope, but I set my goal to have this episode out in time for Tuesday AEST, wherever you are in the world. Speaking of that, hello to the wonderful new listeners in Mexico, Costa Rica, Saudi Arabia and Republic of Serbia. Hello, welcome, welcome, welcome. And I'm here and I'm committing to this goal. I'm committing. So hello and welcome and please excuse... My tiredness. Love you. Anyways, hello and welcome to episode number 12. And it's all about how to accept the help that you deserve. Did you hear that? Deserve. You deserve help and love and support and kindness. This was a requested episode and a good one at it because... It's hard to accept help, is it not? Especially when, you know, there's this... I'm going to go through a lot of things today. Which includes the benefits of accepting help, why it can be difficult to accept help, and of course, how to accept the help. A few little life hacks that will get you on the way to accepting and letting in that help. Because you deserve the help. Anyways, this is a very important topic to talk about because... There's the whole aspect of asking for help that can be a challenge. But then there's also wanting to get that help, especially when there is a low self-esteem and self-worth. It becomes pretty challenging to believe that you deserve the help, which is not the case at all because everyone deserves help. Everyone deserves a chance to feel better and to feel heard and feel understood and to feel loved. I want you to know that you are worthy of help and asking for help does not make you weak, and you are not being a burden. It is time to start accepting the help that you deserve. So let's go over the benefits to asking for help. Keep in mind that just because you ask for help, you're not always going to get the answer that you're necessarily looking for. And that's not a bad thing because you're actually going to learn more about yourself and about the people you're around and maybe even asking for this help. It is very context dependent, but I'll name a few examples. But the point for actually asking for help and why it's beneficial is because you are putting yourself in a vulnerable position, which is actually a strength. Okay, don't get it twisted. Vulnerability is a strength. So as much as asking for help is a good thing, we cannot rely on the other person, obviously, to just make our lives better. Because, you know, once again, it comes down to us actually asking for that help. So maybe this person that you've asked for help won't give you what you're looking for and you will still stand strong and you will still be okay with or without their help. It's the fact that you asked for it, which is beneficial because you put yourself out there and who gives a fuck what the other person did. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, it's helpful if they do help you out in some sort of way. But the point is that you asked for the help and you've done it before, which means you can do it again. So as an example, maybe you went to the supermarket and you asked where are the the chippies and they say aisle two and nothing's in aisle two. And you're like, what the, what, where's my chips? And then, so what you got out of this is that you actually asked for the help. Maybe you were afraid like, oh, I should know where this is by now because I get it so often or maybe you're just in a new area. I'm talking very hypothetically right now. But the point is you went and asked for the help no matter what you were feeling about it and... You didn't get the help you were looking for, but you still ask for the help. There is no harm in asking. What what can you lose besides a few minutes waste of your time going to aisle two? You can go ask someone else. You've done it before. You can do it again. As we always say, everything is a learning experience. So, so you've put yourself out there. You've learned who to ask and who not to ask. And you like you've seen your capability you went out there you went and asked I know I'm still talking about chips here but in my head right now I'm actually thinking about if you ask someone someone for help with an eating disorder with your eating disorder you can ask someone like look I need some help I'm struggling with this and hopefully you know they're obviously trying to be there for you but maybe they're not giving you the support that is beneficial for you so what did you lose you put yourself out there you stepped out of your comfort zone You were strong and you were powerful and you were courageous and you went out there, you asked for help, you gained courage and now you've learned new things as well. Like first of all, besides the fact that you were powerful and you were strong and that you can do it again, you've asked before, you can do it again, but you'll also learn about more about yourself and like who you feel is the right person to talk to. There is no losing for asking for help in any sort of scenario. What if you were trying to apply for a job and you ask for the experience? If they don't have space for you in the job role right now, okay, who cares? Try again. The point is you were stepping out of your comfort zone and you were putting yourself out there and that's awesome. Even if you don't get the answer that you were necessarily hoping for, you will start to realize that you don't need to be afraid to ask for help. There should be no fear involved in asking for help, no matter what the circumstances is. And especially, you know, we're we're eating without the disorder. So especially when it comes to eating disorders, you should not be afraid to ask for help and you should not be afraid to receive the help. So we're going to go over reasons why it can be difficult to accept help. So as I go through the different reasons, have a think as to whether this applies to you, maybe one of the reasons will apply, maybe more than one, maybe all. Just have a think about it and realize that it is okay to accept help. You deserve the help. If you can relate to these reasons, then remember that you are not alone and other people can too, but you are all deserving of help, okay? So one of the reasons why it can be difficult to accept help is that maybe you feel like you are normally the one that gives the help. So when roles are reversed, you're like, uh, sorry, no, I don't do that. This. this isn't my job. I don't." I it. And it's just very unusual for you. And this could be for a few reasons. Maybe you felt like you've handled a lot of your problems on your own. And so you appear very strong and independent and accepting help makes you feel a bit uneasy because it puts you in a vulnerable position that you're not, Normally, in maybe you feel that accepting help makes you weak, or it could indicate that you haven't done enough on your own because that's why you need help from others. Maybe you believe you don't even deserve the help. All of these are not true, by the way. You were always, always, always deserving of help. Okay, so maybe you've been bottling up how you feel and just and maybe hiding away from everyone that you know would like to help you because you don't want to feel like a burden on them or. You feel like you you don't want to impose on other people and you don't want to worry them. But just as I'm sure you would be so willing to help someone else that you care about with their problems, it's vice versa, okay? So I want you to go back, if you can relate to these, go back to my self-loving tips episodes and work on those because this has a lot to do with low self-love and low self-worth. And another reason why it can be difficult to accept help is because you may not even believe that you need help. Maybe you're at the stage with your eating disorder or whatever it may be where you're still in denial or you literally do not see what the problem is and what is affecting you in an unhelpful way. So whether you're avoiding or denying or you know pushing to the back of your mind that help is needed, if someone has approached you, especially someone that cares about you and is letting you know that they are there to help you, Don't push them away and try to consider what they are saying to you. Listen, reflect and value what they're saying because they're coming from a good place. It can be very challenging for people to come and have this conversation with you to say like, look, I'm here to help. I'm here to help you and I want to help you get to a better place. It's actually very challenging for some people to have this conversation with you. And it's for many reasons. One, because they're probably afraid of how you will react. Maybe they even feel like it will affect the friendship, which, I mean, this could work on both ways, by the way, for you or the other person, for anyone really. Two, they could be unsure if what they suspect may be a problem that is going on in your life. Maybe it's not even a problem. Or three, maybe they haven't had this relationship with you prior where you're kind of helping each other with more of the deeper shit, you know. And yeah, it can be it can be scary to approach. But I just want to put it out there that for people that you care about and that care about you, first of all, if they're having these sort of thoughts that they want to reach out to you and extend their help, that is coming from a very kind and loving place. If they didn't care, they wouldn't want to say anything. They wouldn't consider it and they would just fucking leave it who gives a fuck if if they didn't give a fuck why would this be on their mind so if they're going to approach you with something like this or vice versa I'm just going to say it in terms of them to you because that's how I'm going to talk to you but it could work either way keep that in mind but if they're having these thoughts it's it's from a place of love and it can be difficult to have this conversation based on maybe past experiences with other people or maybe you know all those other reasons I just suggested but if they didn't care, they wouldn't even consider doing it. Or if they'd. So if you were then to turn around and just be like, fuck you, who the fuck do you think you are to come and talk to me about this? Like, You'd hope not, first of all, because that says more about you than it does them because if you want to throw away a friendship or a, a partnership, I don't know, whatever, with whoever because they have come to you from obviously a place of care, you don't have to agree with what they tell you. Not at all. If you don't feel the same, that's all right. You can have different opinions on the matter. But to turn around and throw it in a place for them to come and be vulnerable with you, to come from a place of love and care and to be like, fuck you for bringing this up with me, well, well... That doesn't really make you the best of friend and maybe it was a good thing for them to discover this about you, just as I said at the beginning, about you're always just going to take something out of trying to ask for help, but in this case they're trying to extend their help to you. Honestly, it says more that about you and okay, listen, maybe your initial reaction won't be all rainbows and smiles. That's fair, but if you're going to reflect and hopefully in the moment you can just say, Look, I I don't know how to take this right now. I can see where you're coming from, and I can see that you're only trying to help me, and I really appreciate that. But I don't necessarily follow with you with this right now. I don't agree with it. Whatever you're feeling, just say that, and just say I need a bit of time to reflect and think about this before we talk about this further. Because I can tell where your heart is coming from, and I don't want to react poorly to you, because that wouldn't be fair, would it? I mean, think about it in vice versa terms. If some, if you went to someone and tried to help them with someone, and they were just like, "Excuse me, fuck you," that's not true. I didn't grin. Yeah, yeah, that that would turn me off the friendship. That's for sure. Yes, once again, initial reactions may be a bit different, but let's hope that they sooner rather than later can look back at this conversation and think oh, wow, I have a friend that really deeply cares for me, that they're putting themselves in an uncomfortable, vulnerable situation to help me. And I appreciate that and I should show them my appreciation. I don't have to agree. I don't have to do what they say, but that shouldn't affect our friendship based on the fact that they want to help me. You want friends that care for you. If it's your partner saying this, you want a partner that cares about you. If it's your family, you want family that cares for you. No one is saying that you have to agree and do what they say. However, to turn around and shove it up in their face and say, fuck you for trying to help me, that's very discouraging, first of all, for them to try to reach out to you again and also to feel like they can open up and tell you how they feel and maybe when time turns around and maybe you try to help them with someone, do you really think they're going to be like, oh, yes, I'll take that, thank you, considering how you reacted last time. Anyways, I'm yapping now. The point is that it can be very difficult for some people to actually go and say, oh, look, I want to help you with this because of yada, yada, yada. So try to treat them with kindness and love because they are obviously coming from a place where they care about you and they want to see you better. I mean, unless, you know, they're being a bitch about it, but I think you can tell. And hopefully you have good quality people around you that it obviously wouldn't be a bitchy kind of move. But I think deep down, you know, if they're having your intentions or bitchy ass no good get out of your life intentions okay so another reason why it can be difficult to accept help is because maybe you feel too proud to accept the help you felt like you've dealt with the eating disorder or whatever the situation is on your own for so long why need anyone else now but ask yourself are you where you want to be Are you where you want to be considering you've dealt with this situation on your own for this whole time? Do you feel like you're getting rational and helpful opinions, especially when it comes to the eating disorder? When your eating disorder is controlling your whole life and your mind, it would be very helpful to have an outsider perspective because your eating disorder is obviously going to side with the eating disorder and tell you, oh no keep it a secret. You don't need anyone else. It's just me and you. Just you and me, baby. Me and you at the toilet. Me and you restricting all this food and making your life a living hell. And you will believe it because first of all, the eating disorder is the only other opinion you've heard for so long. And you haven't even had another perspective to it because you've kept it a secret for so long. So have a think and consider Whether or not an outsider perspective of someone that you care about and that cares about you, that is not dealing and in the same place as you are, in this case, the eating disorder, you want an outsider perspective of someone that isn't dealing with your problems because they may have very similar perspective on it if they are dealing with it as well. Okay, And think about it, will an outsider perspective that is not struggling with what I am help me? The answer is yes. Okay, click yes, yes. Yes, it would be nice. It would be nice to have a perspective where they're not telling you to go and hurt your mental and physical health. Wouldn't that be great? Yes, but you're only gonna get these. It would be nice. Remember, just like everything, it's not going to be just a quick and easy transition into believing this other side and to accepting help as well. But to even consider changing your mindset, you need to first hear another mindset. Your eating disorder is going to tell you what your eating disorder wants you to believe. That your mental and physical health is not as important as your body size. So I want you to keep this in mind when you're hesitating to accept help from someone that does not believe what your eating disorder is saying, okay? Okay. So it can be difficult to accept help if you are thinking with fear, fear of rejection, fear of the unknown, fear of judgment, and especially fear of failure. Maybe you fear having a relapse, which is not a failure, by the way. Go listen to the other episode. Maybe you fear failing recovery as a whole. But no, if you give things a go, you cannot fail if you try. You can only learn and improve. Maybe you fear your body changing, so you were still letting your eating disorder control you and control your life and control your mindset. Maybe you fear losing that sense of control, which you believe you are getting from your eating disorder, but your eating disorder is actually controlling you, but you can get back that control when you start fighting against the things that are putting you down and hurting you. In this case, your eating disorder you know what I'm about to say. Remember, do not think with fear, but think with love. So maybe you are struggling to admit to yourself that you need help, which in return will obviously make it difficult to accept help if you can't even admit to yourself that help is needed. And another reason why it can be difficult to accept help, and I'm going to use the example of, say, receiving compliments. If you have low self-love and self-worth, when people compliment you, like, oh my gosh, you look pretty today, you're like, no no my hair looks bad today like no 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 do you see that pimple on my forehead i look like a cyclops no no when you have low self-worth and low self-love you will deflect those compliments and try to put yourself down take the compliment say thanks oh my god thank you you don't even necessarily need to give them one back because they are complimenting you most likely just to compliment you not receive one back So as a little side homework practice thing for you, if someone gives you a compliment, practice just saying thank you, a genuine thank you, not like, yeah, all right. And it will be hard at first, especially if you're not used to accepting compliments, but I want you to try to start accepting compliments because this will help on your self-loving journey, self-worth journey, and will also start to help you accept help when needed, because you start to realize that you are worthy of love and help. So now we're going to go over 12 different ways as to how you can try to accept that help, okay? Try them all, try one at a time, try one that seems maybe the easiest for you to start off with, with obviously the aim to try all of these different ways eventually. So point number one of how to accept the help. Allow yourself to be vulnerable. Being vulnerable does not put you in an inferior position. It does not make you lesser than. It does not make you weak. It actually makes you stronger because you are putting yourself, because you are putting your walls down and you are allowing yourself to feel. You are getting rid of that protective barrier that is stopping you from feeling. It is stopping you from receiving. And it is stopping you from stepping out of your comfort zone. We love stepping out of our comfort zone. Get rid of that wall. You do not have control over what you will receive. We don't know how the other person will try to give you help. But the point is that you are accepting the help and that's all that matters. So that is also where vulnerability comes into it because you are unsure about what this help will give you, whether it will be good or whether it will be bad. And we don't know that. So that's why vulnerability can be hard for people. However, you're doing something different. You were allowing help. You were extending that olive branch. So who the fuck cares about the rest of it, okay? If you don't get the help that you were hoping for or the help that will actually help you, try again. It's okay. You cannot fail if you try. So remember, you don't have control over external events or external other people. But you can control what you do. And if you allow yourself to be vulnerable... You are showing tremendous, massive strength. Keep it up and keep doing it. You are letting your ego go. And you can remind yourself in these moments that you are not going to have an egotistical reaction. And remember, meditation is your best friend. So if you want to be vulnerable, think and feel and love the meditation. Remind yourself what you are and what you want to be what you were grateful for and one of those grateful for's can be your strength and your courage and your ambition because you were doing things that make you uncomfortable and you will see results, good results, no matter what the external outcome is. You trying and stepping out of your comfort zone is a tremendous result on its own. So no matter what, you can cheer yourself on for your courage. Keep saying to yourself that vulnerability equals strength, which you have.
2: Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Point number
0: two is reflecting on your mindset. So ask yourself the following questions. What is stopping you from accepting help from others? Do you feel like you don't deserve to be helped and to accept help? Why is it that you feel this way? Am I able to give others help? If so... Why is it that I believe that I can give out help, but I cannot accept the help? I want you to ask yourself these questions because first of all, it will allow you to have some time with yourself to reflect on your self-worth and your self-love and to really pinpoint down the reasons as to why it is difficult for you to accept the help. If you can figure out the why, then you can start doing the how-tos. How to accept the help. It's important to be conscious as to why you feel the way you feel. So these questions will help you reflect and then be able to action them. The next point is to allow other people to have the opportunity to give. Think about it as if roles were reversed. If you were trying to extend your help to someone else and they felt the way that you do about accepting help when you're trying to help them, I can imagine it wouldn't feel that great on your behalf either if roles were reversed because you're obviously trying to help them and you want the best for them and they just are not are not willing to help themselves. Obviously we can't push anyone to do what they don't want to do and we cannot help people that don't want to be helped but if you are at a place where you're just very uncertain about what you want and you can at least acknowledge that you were thinking with fear then just accept it. Don't think about it just do it just say okay thank you I'll give it a go. You can explain that you're in a an uncertain mindset about receiving help, but you're going to give it a go. But I want you to think about that feeling that you have when you help someone with something. It feels great, doesn't it? I'm sure it feels really rewarding. It feels really heartwarming and it just puts the biggest smile on your face. It makes your heart feel all warm and snuggly. Think of that feeling and if you are at a place where you can at least identify that help may be needed but you just know that you're thinking with fear, which is why you are struggling to let in that help. Think about it roles reversed. Think about that awesome feeling that you get when you help someone else and, and allow that for someone else to give it to you. Two birds are happily killed with that stone. Obviously, I mean like you've, you've been able to get two birds with that one stone in benefiting and happy loving terms point number four is understanding that accepting help is not selfish and that you do not need to feel and be alone if you see accepting help as a selfish behaviour I want you to think about it in this way that the more that you accept the more that you can actually offer if you are in a bad place you can't help as many people can you so If anything, it's actually more selfish to not accept the help when there is help that is needed. As I'm sure you love helping others and getting that rewarding feeling, how can you give and benefit more people if you are in a bad place yourself? How are you going to help others when you can't even help yourself? And helping yourself would be accepting that help. So the next time your eating disorder says to you that it would be selfish to go and get external help, you say, "Mm, no, wrong. If I can't accept the help, then I can't give out the help either because I'm not in a good place. So you're the selfish one eating disorder. You can eschew. You can only help others. You can only truly help others once you first helped yourself. You can use me as an example. I couldn't have started my TikTok or my podcast if I didn't first recover and learn how to recover. I have a quote from Brene Brown that summarizes what I'm saying perfectly. So sit on this. Until we can receive with an open heart, we're never really giving with an open heart. When we attach judgment to receiving help, we knowingly or unknowingly attach judgment to giving help. Point number five is another question-oriented one for you about gratefulness. Yeah. Ask yourself first, when were times where someone asked me for help and I gave it and it made me feel good and hopefully made them feel good too. Just just reflect on the times where someone has asked you for help and how it made you feel and how it seemingly made them feel. You're doing this because you need to use that as inspiration for the vice versa terms when you put your, the other person and you in opposite situations. Then ask yourself, why did it make me feel this way? Hopefully it's in a good way. Then I want you to think about things that you were grateful for all over your life. The categories will be people in your life, yourself, your environment. So this can be things like your house, your job. And then I want you to think of things that you're grateful for, that you got for asking for help even if it is as simple as my example with going to the supermarket and asking where the item you were looking for is. You wouldn't have found that item eventually if you didn't ask for help first. Write all these points down if you have to and with all of these different grateful for's that you found I want you to also say why it is that it made you grateful and how it made you feel. We are doing this so you can start identifying and acknowledging Heartwarming and rewarding feelings with you, first of all, stepping out of your comfort zone, asking for that help, receiving that help or giving that help. The common theme is that help was received and help was given. Accept it. Let it in. Point number six is practicing accepting help. This is so, first of all, you don't have to wait for the fairy tale request of help being provided for you. Go get it. Go practice that good feeling that comes with it and go practice stepping out of your comfort zone to accept that help. Go seek it out. I don't care how you do it, just as long as you try to do it in a safe and loving way, by the way, if you have to go and stand in front of like literally run in front of someone as they're going to open the door just so that you they, they will let you go in go run in front of that person who is opening the door just so they can offer to let you go through first. Might be partly because they don't want you to run them over, but you're not going to, say, in normal situations, maybe you always open the door for other people or maybe they offer for you to go first and you're like, no, no, it's okay, I can let myself through. Practice accepting the help. So if they're helping you go through the room first, you take that even if it's in the scenario where they barely had a chance because you almost ran them over. The point is you were accepting that help. If someone's trying to help you, maybe you're at the grocery store, again, with that one packet of chips, and someone offers you to go ahead of them in the line because they've got a whole trolley full of shopping, you don't have to say, oh, no, it's okay, I can wait. I, you got here before me. Take the help. Take the help. If someone tries to offer you helpful techniques and advice on how to do Muay Thai kicks because you're very bad at doing it, accept the help, listen to their feedback, and give it a go. Accept what they're trying to teach you, especially if you know that they may have better experience in the field. Yes, this was targeted towards myself because I am still on my Muay Thai journey. I realise that in some of these points I've said your homework is to do this but technically these are all your homework because I was about to say it again. Your homework is to go practice accepting help. All of these is for you to go and practice doing but go and practice accepting help. No matter how minor it seems, just go accept that help. Go put it into practice. Point number seven is to let go of the past. Things that you have learned that have been not beneficial for you. So by this I mean, just because you've been taught or you grew up thinking a certain way, this could have to do with anything. But in terms of our topic today, just because you have thought a certain way forever, it does not mean that that cannot be changed. And yes, of course, especially when we're younger and growing up, it's way easier to catch on and cling to certain influences and therefore behaviours. But that does not mean it cannot be changed. So... If you have always thought that keeping your problems to yourself is the way to go and just how it's supposed to be, that does not mean that it cannot be changed. Just because you've thought your whole life that burying your problems rather than quote-unquote burdening someone else with them is the more beneficial thing to do does not mean that that is right and it does not mean that it cannot be changed. Just in the same way that we could say, Because you've had certain body expectations your whole life doesn't mean that cannot change. Your thoughts are in your control. It is not necessarily easy to change but in order to start working on new behaviours and a new mindset you need to let go of the old one that you have. Acknowledge it, accept it, accept that this is how you used to think then figure out how it is that you want to think what is your new mindset that you want to have and then you work on it. Leave the past in the past. Be in the present and look towards your future with optimism and excitement. It is in your power in the present to change and develop your future. It is all in your power. Point number eight is to be conscious of your self-talk and your thoughts. Think about what your initial reaction and thought process is every time someone tries to offer you help with someone, no matter how big or small it is. Are you saying things like, oh, it's not their burden, it's my burden. Oh, I shouldn't bother them with that. I'm, I'm going to cause a fuss if I do. No, I shouldn't ask them about that because I would be annoying and they'll think it's a waste of time. I'm a waste of time. I don't deserve anyone's help, let alone to be helped. Are you saying stuff like this? Or are you saying things like, oh, that was nice of them. I really appreciate that. They want to help me with this. I'll open up and talk to them about how I feel. Or wow, what a great person. I love that they're here to help me and I would do the same for them. So if you feel like your inner critic is saying all of those first horrible, unnecessarily mean things to say to yourself about yourself and about what you deserve, that is not true. It is time to switch it the other way. That can be done by all of these other points as well and especially by following all the self-loving tips. So go back to those episodes. I cannot express how much those tips is going to help you retransform your brain, rewire that plastic brain and start thinking and feeling love for yourself. Okay? Point number nine is to let people in. When you allow a kindness into your life and from other people, you will start to feel closer to them. You will start shutting them out less and you will start opening yourself up more and feeling calmer and feeling more safe to express how you feel, which is obviously the aim. It may seem a bit uncomfortable, especially at first, to talk about things that you've kept to yourself for so long. The point is you are doing what scares you and you are getting rid of those thoughts that are driven by fear, the thoughts that are holding you back. So you can't change what has been said, you can't change who it's been said to. But that is irrelevant anyways, because what you are actually trying to do has nothing to do with the external events. Obviously, it's great to tell someone that you feel can relate to or at least has good intentions behind hearing what you have to say. Most of the time, yes, that is the case. But once again, we cannot control external factors. We cannot control other people. I don't know what they're thinking. I'm not a mind reader. So who gives a fuck? Easier said than done. Honestly, what I'm saying right now is a reminder to myself as well. But it is the conscious effort that you go into to change the shitty thoughts. So let those people in. Who gives a fuck if they end up being a fucking asshole? Once again, easier said than done. There's another lesson for you. You've learned a quality in a person to look out for, to fuck off and not give attention to. Fuck that. Always be kind to everyone Always be loving, but doesn't mean you have to waste your time on people that don't deserve it. You owe no one anything. Except yourself, of course. You owe yourself kindness and love and patience. Point number 10 is to determine your triggers. What is it that is making you feel anxious or not willing to accept the help? Is it because of all of the stuff we talked about at the beginning? You don't have self-love. You're worried about letting people in. You're worried about getting help because you're scared of losing your eating disorder. Are you in a stage of denying that you even need help? What is it that is triggering you to pull away, to be distant and to not want to let this person in that is trying to help you? Maybe you believe that getting help from someone else loses your independence Or maybe you grew up thinking that you must take responsibility by yourself and not have help or guidance from anyone else. Are you thinking with fear? Do you have that fear of rejection? The fear of the unknown? Fuck off fear! Are you worried what other people will think? Or are you worried about judgment? Hard, I get it. I really do, I truly get it. But you need to try to make these active, these conscious changes that is going to benefit you. That is going to help you see yourself better, to help you recognize your strengths, your characteristics and to appreciate them. Let go from trying to get approval from others and start loving and accepting yourself and accept the help from other people, but accept yourself. Point number 11 is to expand your knowledge. Keep in mind that you do not know everything, unfortunately. Even if you're a know-it-all, there will be things that you don't know. There will be things that other people have more experience in. And of course, there will be things that you have more experience in. But be open to learning more and trying new things and learning new things. You don't have to necessarily agree, but other people's perspective and point of views are very beneficial. And you never know. Yours could change based on other people's reasonings. Obviously, don't go and just agree with someone because it's their opinion. Agree with it because you actually follow and get along with what they're saying. You agree with their values and what they're saying makes sense in your own eyes. Especially when you're in a dark place, you may miss very obvious to other people thought processes, like the rational side of things. In their case, like, as I said, with the eating disorder, if you've thought such a certain way for such a long time and kept it to yourself for such a long time, you've only had your point of view for this long. Like, literally, if all you have thought for the past who knows how long is to, I mean, we're going to use bulimia as the example, is to overeat and then to throw up and only be concerned about what your body looks like, not your health. To someone else that hasn't struggled with this and has a good body image and good body positivity, like their point of view would be completely different to you. Their way of thinking would be the complete opposite, but you wouldn't even have considered or at least valued that side until maybe hearing it from someone else. So it is very beneficial to take in and listen to other people's perspective, okay, especially When this is a field that you have struggled in or are struggling with. If these people inspire you especially and you see that they're in a good place in this category. Example, good body positivity. Listen to them, truly listen. Self-reflect, listen to what they have to say and try to find value in what they're saying. If you are asking the right people that have good behaviours in this category, I guarantee I guarantee there will be some sort of value and benefit that you can get out of having a conversation about, about their perception on a topic where, where you've struggled to see positives in. Be open to different types of advice to what you're used to, different types of opinions, different types of skills and different types of methods and ideas. You never know what's out there. Go find it. And our last point, point number 12, is short and sweet. Trust the process, and you know why? Because as long as you put in consistent, conscious effort to make these changes, to open up yourself, to allow help to come in, to believe that you deserve this help, you will start to see changes. Of course, I'm always going to suggest to meditate, so there's another one for you, but take away everything from this episode, as well as the self-love, I'm always going to go back to the self-love, The more self-love you have, the more encouragement and determination you are going to have to benefit yourself and your life. So don't undermine your problems. Do not dismiss your problems. And do not believe that you are unworthy of help and that you just don't deserve it because that is not true. You are worthy. And if you really want to start believing your worth, grow that self-love. I can't say it enough. Self-love is going to be your key to all of this. You are worthy of love and you are worthy of help and you deserve it, okay? Accept the help that you would give to the people that you love the most. Uno, reverse it and give yourself that same acceptance and that same kindness and that same willingness to help yourself as you would help someone else, okay? Now to quickly summarize, All of the different ways that will help you to start accepting help are as follows. Number one, allow the vulnerability. Number two, understand what your beliefs on receiving are. Number three is to give other people the opportunity to give. Number four is to understand and acknowledge that accepting help is not selfish. Number five is to focus on what you were grateful for. Number six is to practice accepting that help everywhere. Number seven is to let go of the past. Let go of your past and outdated ways of thinking. Number eight is to be conscious of how you talk to yourself. Your self-talk and your self-thoughts. That only you were hearing and that you were suffering in silently. Get rid of the suffering. Number nine is to let people in. Number 10 is to determine your triggers. Number 11 is to value other people's opinions, especially people that have influence, positive influence, on you in this topic because they're leading by example in their own life. And number 12 is to trust the motherfucking process, okay? Trust that process. Okay? You can do it. I believe in you. It is time to start accepting the help that you deserve. And it's all going to come down to how you think about yourself. Honestly, this whole episode could have had me yapping on about growing your self-love as your way to start opening up and accepting that help that you deserve. But obviously there is still more that I would like to express and more I would like to focus on. But I've made it clear, self-love is where you have to go as well, okay? It's everything I've talked about today, plus growing self-love. So go listen to those episodes again, even if you have already. Listen to it weekly, daily, as long as you need to start affirming in your head that you are actually worthy of self-love. And remember, even if you listen to these podcasts, of me talking about all of this shit 10,000 times a day, nothing is going to change until you start actioning what I actually say. All right? I've said this before. This was my brilliant example in one of the other episodes. Unless you're some super psycho genius that just can recognize song lyrics after one listen, you're not going to listen to a song once and be able to sing along perfect. Perfect tune, perfect melody, perfect lyrics all in one. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. My point is you need to put in the consistent effort if you want to see those changes. You can do it. Never, ever, ever give up on yourself. Okay? And by the way, what I'm about to do for you, I didn't even know. Damn it. Hold it should start in a second. Oh my gosh, I was supposed to let it like. Come on. Come on. Oh my gosh, now I'm the joke. Now I'm the joke. Surely not. If <sighs> only you could see what I was doing right now. So, as I was saying, I was supposed to just let it, you know, flow in as if the whatever I'm about to play for you to surprise had just happened but it didn't but I didn't know this was a meme I just knew it as like an awesome song but turns out that this is a meme and it came to my head because it's on the topic because you're never ever ever going to give up on yourself Jeez, I I was just absolutely head-banging just then and I almost forgot that I was recording. But that's what I was trying to do and honestly, we'll try to make that into my intro or something just so you know, to never, ever, ever give up on yourself. Okay? We've come up with two awesome things today. Well, a lot more if you actually put into effort what I have said in today's episode. But Eat With Ally is eating without the disorder because we love food and we love our bodies and we love our minds and we love ourselves and we're never ever gonna give up on ourselves that was horrible but we, we know that it's just such a great song okay whenever you start to doubt yourself and your ability think of that song not necessarily as the meme version which i didn't even know was a meme just a good song think of it we're gonna we're gonna rechange the meme into our new national anthem of self-love okay because we're never gonna give up on ourselves I'll, I'll come up with a better alteration of the song hopefully soon but you get the point you get what i'm trying to do here i hope you're embracing it as much as i do it is honestly such a great song so we've come up with an excuse to listen to it even more all right and we're also practicing on not giving a fuck about what other people think so if they want to say that's a meme say no, no it's not it's a brilliant song by rick and if you've got a problem go go take it up with the eaters with ali because we're all here to never give up on ourselves and we're here to love ourselves and work on ourselves and always go for a better version of ourselves and we can't do that without practice okay This applies to me too. It literally applies for everyone that is looking to always level up. And with that, you know where we're going. You know what time it is. You know what time it is to say. So without further ado, we're going to work on ourselves. We're going to put all this practice into effort to get the results. And we're going to eat with Allie.